0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster along with Gregor Chisholm. We're breaking down the Toronto Blue Jays. Spring training continuing on from Dunedin, Florida. Uh, Gregor, we'll talk about a bunch of stuff here, some of the pitching good things, some of the pitching bad things, Um, the left field situation right now, and, and other things around this Blue Jays team. But since we're doing this on Thursday afternoon, the Blue Jays are actually still on the field. But Francisco Liriano's performance is done for the day. I want to start there because he was great. Three scoreless innings, three hitless innings, five strikeouts and a walk for Liriano, who looks to be in midseason form in just a couple of spring outings.
1: Yeah, he's looked great so far this spring, and, and today was, was the best outing he's had so far. And, I mean, that's that, that's kind of showcasing some of the lights out stuff that – um, you know, he's shown throughout his career, and, you know, I think he's a really good candidate in this rotation as someone who could be uh, maybe a little bit go- under the radar going into the year, uh, but someone who could really surprise and, and get back to that form that we've seen from him and, uh, for so many years in, in Pittsburgh and, and then Minnesota before that. I mean, uh, really, since coming over to the Blue Jays at the trade deadline last year, he's been that guy again, and trying and to certainly hoping for that kind of upside again this year and, and so far. Uh, there's lots of encouraging signs as, as to why uh, that should be believed.
0: Marcus Stroman is left for the World Baseball Classic, uh, but Marco Estrada—a nice debut for him. He didn't start, which I thought was odd. He came out of the bullpen, but but he looked good and he looked like Marco.
1: Yeah, and and I think you know we're, we're starting to see now all the starters kind of get mixed in. We're um, still kind of waiting on Aaron Sanchez, but uh, you know the starters got off to a little bit of a delayed start this year, but that was by design. Um, just kind of the easier workload after pitching deep into last season. And there's obviously still plenty of time for them to get ready. Lariano got started a little while ago and is kind of finding his group now, gearing up, and and Estrada's kind of uh, starting off in in that same boat, and Jay Happ as well. And so, uh, you know, this starting rotation is going to be a strength of this team. There's no question about it. Uh, If this team's going to contend, it's going to have to be led from uh, the rotation itself. And uh, those guys are, are certainly running into form.
0: Left field is an interesting spot, and obviously there's a competition going on out there. Some guys are off to good starts, but it sounds like uh, listening to, to Gibbons speak recently, he may end up not giving that job to one guy. That could be a prime platoon location.
1: Yeah, well, when, when the Jays kind of entered spring training, that was kind of the expectation as to the direction that they would go. You'd probably see uh, you know, some sort of platoon out there between Ezekiel Carrera and, and Melvin Upton, and... You know, since that time, there's been kind of a lot of talk uh, over the last few weeks about you know how Pierce figures into that, how much of a shot Belton Pompey really has. But uh, you know, today was was really the first time that uh, Gibbons really kind of they had never really gone on record before with with really saying anything too concrete, and, and Gibbons still didn't go too uh, official on it, but he's certainly starting to really strongly hint that. Uh, you know, Upton and Carrera could be uh, that platoon that a lot of people thought that they would be at the start of camp, and there's still a long ways to, way to go. Uh, Pompey still has a bit of an outside shot, but I think he's someone who's probably going to start in the minor leagues uh, and then be ready if uh, the Jays don't get what they are looking for from, from Carrera and Upton.
0: And he's playing for Canada right now in the World Baseball Classic. Moving on to, to the bats a little bit, Devin Travis obviously still hurt, um, and it seems like it's taking a little longer for him to come back than the Blue Jays anticipated, which throws a lot of things into question. Uh, one of those things, obviously, second base. I guess Ryan Goins would be the guy who's – or maybe the only guy in the organization that has reason to be happy that Travis is slow to come back because it may keep him on this roster. Uh, but then you got to figure out a leadoff spot. Um, there's a lot of things depending on Devin Travis and how long till the team has to try to kind of figure out what to do about all those things
1: yeah there there really is and you know in, in some situations you know the Jays are kind of used to this because uh, they've, they've had to get by with without Travis before and, and so you know it certainly does make the obvious fit that, that Goins will come in and he's a guy who's out of options and uh, was likely going to be designated for assignment at the end of camp. But if, as expected, now it seems Travis isn't going to be quite ready for the start of the season, uh, then go and find a spot on the roster. But, but you, know, you also touched on another interesting point. It doesn't just impact second base. It also impacts who's going to lead off for this team. And, uh, that's where there's not a lot of certainty right now. I mean, when, when Ezekiel Carrera is in the lineup in left field, um, he's certainly someone who kind of gets a little bit closer to that prototypical leadoff-type hitter. Uh, But outside of him and and outside of Devin Travis, the Jays don't really have one of those guys. So I think you can see a little bit of experimenting going on. Uh, You know, Kevin Pillar was someone that they looked at uh, last year initially to to be a candidate for that role, and he didn't end up in it, uh, but he could be a candidate this year. And they might even have to go be a little bit more unorthodox later on down the line if that doesn't work out with even a guy uh, who could put up a a pretty decent on-base percentage, someone like uh, Russell Martin. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out.
0: All right, and then Lourdes Gurriel, um, hamstring tweak a little bit earlier in the spring. He came back on Wednesday, and obviously this is a guy that the Blue Jays have invested a lot of money in on the international market and would like him to be, I guess, ready for the big league sooner rather than later. Three-run homer on Wednesday as he gets back into things. Um, where does he stand? I mean, he seems like a guy that this spring is going to determine how quickly he moves, where he is, what his spot is in this roster.
1: Yeah, and, and what's interesting there is where the Jays are going to play him uh, because he has a little bit of versatility with his defense and he's played multiple positions. And so, uh, you know, how much the Blue Jays try to, to kind of keep that uh, as a possibility in the future for him to move around. He's going to have to kind of spend time at a bunch of different positions. But, uh, you know, I think they would like to eventually settle on one. They're going to try him out at a few different spots and get some time at shortstop uh, this week as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what direction they take it. But in terms of the bat, it shouldn't take very long for him to be ready. Uh, I mean, there, there is an outside chance that at some point in time this year he could become a factor. Uh, I think more realistically they're going to give him this year in the minor leagues uh, but then look forward to him potentially being uh, you know, a type of impact young player uh, next season. But uh, you know, he's certainly not a long way off. That's one of the benefits that, that comes when you do a, a high-profile you know, pro- signing like this on the international market. Um, you get a guy to move through the system relatively quick, and he should fall into that category.
0: And it's a, a way to replenish your farm system very quickly, which is what the Blue Jays mm-hmm. had in mind with bringing in a guy like that, spending the money to to put some more depth into what was a thin farm system. Kendris Morales off to a great start this spring, um, heading into Thursday's action, 6-for-11, already a home run. And obviously a lot will, will rest on his shoulders with Edwin Encarnacion, leaving the Blue Jays. Morales is going to be the DH a lot of the time. Um, and this is a guy that's just a professional hitter, Gregor, and he's at it again.
1: Yeah, he really is. And I think he's going to be a really nice fit uh, in this lineup. I know it's going to be tough for him because there's going to be international comparisons all year long. And you know, I certainly wouldn't want to be in his shoes in this city if he got off to a slow start. Uh, but I think when it's all said and done, uh, his numbers are going to be pretty close to, to where the Blue Jays expect him to be, uh, you know, especially with potential upside of hitting in a more uh, hitter-friendly division. Uh, he has that going for him. Uh, but he's just a guy who can flat-out hit. I mean, he's not going to give you much else. They're not going to be able to put him in the field very often, and he's certainly not going to give you anything on the base pass. Uh, but you like the home run power, and you also like the ability uh, to hit the gaps a lot, and it's kind of a, a, an ideal. It's a different bat than international, but in a lot of ways it's still – uh, a very ideal fit in the middle of any batting order. When you combine him with uh, guys like Batista and Donaldson, uh, you know there's certainly uh, still reason to feel, uh, to fear the, the heart of this lineup. And the question is going to be whether or not they just have a length, enough length in that batting order to, to score enough runs to uh, to be a legit contending
0: team. One more topic for you, Gregor, and that is around Matt Latos. Matt Latos is a guy who was once a very valued starting pitcher. In Major League Baseball, had some very good seasons uh, out, out on the West Coast. Um, he This is a classic example of numbers not mattering, I guess, early on in spring. Latos, five runs on three hits with three walks over two innings the other day. After the game, Latos saying he felt great about the start. The Blue Jays can't love those numbers, though, right?
1: No, they can't. And, and what's what's interesting in there as well is you know there's two jobs up for grabs in the bullpen and, and today – uh, Gibbons kind of hinted that, that he'd like one of those to, to be a second-left-handed pitcher, and, and Aaron Loop would likely be the favorite for that. And, uh, so if that is the case, and the Jays do go with a second-left season, that only leaves one spot up for grabs, and you've got a bunch of guys who are out of, either out of options or in minor league deals, and, and Latos is, is in that mix, along with guys like Mike Bolsinger and, and, and Bo Schultz. And uh, you know that's going to be one of the biggest battles, one of the only battles as well, to kind of watch and, and camp down the stretch. Um, but they need, to, they, they need to see something from Latos in order to give him one of those spots because uh, they're going to have to pick him over other guys that they might have to cut ties with from the organization. I mean, if this isn't a situation where they can just keep him on the roster and, and option a lot of the other candidates, they've got some some guys that they could risk losing at the end of camp, and, and so Latos is going to have to show something this spring in order to, to gain that last
0: spot. Great stuff, Gregor. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. For Gregor Chisholm, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week.